Welcome to this week's episode of It's All Funny Games, the official GameZo podcast. I'm Dan, head writer at GameZo, and this week I am joined, as always, by Ross. I have nothing, I have no superlative for you this week, Ross. I'm just, care. You, you, you just, you're just I am my own superlative. There we go. He is his own superlative, people. I'm joined by Ross. Ross, how are you? I'm good. Good. I am. Made my own iced coffee today. It's very good. It looks There's tasty. Some cinnamon sticks in there. Yeah. Looks tasty. Oh, can I tell you? I'm gonna I'm gonna hit everybody with like some real quick tech, and then we'll get into the podcast. So I've been trying to eat healthier, and oh, um, I made uh, protein pancakes the other day, dude. So what you do? You take one half of a cup of Kodiak cake mix. You mix one scoop of cinnamon bun protein powder. You do half a cup of almond milk, vanilla almond milk, unsweetened. Add water to consistency, bro. That mm-hmm. shit was so tasty. I got six pancakes out of that for three hundred and fifty. Get that out. Nah, this is fine. This is all good. I, we're like PG thirteen now. I've stopped. I've stopped caring. I've stopped caring. Really? The S bomb can go. We're S bomb can go. We're we're in a we're an official PG thirteen podcast. Okay, we got people on on Apple saying the post show needs to be needs to be loaded up. That means the people want the swearing. That's everybody knows the post show is only about the swearing. So. Um, it's about us watching other people's YouTube videos. Exactly. And someone wants to listen to that. And with that in mind, go to the podcasting service of your choice. If you're listening, click the like, the follow, the subscribe, do a review, five star, say some nice things about us. Whatever the thing you're on that means good stuff, click it. We appreciate that. It helps rank us higher. If you do not know, we are live on Twitch every Sunday at 2 p.m. Except next Sunday, it will be 4 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, you can come and join us live. That's fun. And uh, in reverse, if you're watching live right now and you want to listen to us, we're everywhere podcasts are found. There we go. I got I got the stuff out. There. And if we're not there, find a new podcasting platform. Exactly. I, th- I can point you to the RSS feed. You can add it manually to whatever you want. We are like, it's 2020. Let's go. <sighs> okay. So the agenda. We're going to talk some gaming news. We're going to talk about um, question mark. Some question mark, question mark, question mark is what I have in the show notes, but it's actually going to be um, topic undefined. We'll discuss when we get there. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll add it in after the fact. We'll do some post voiceover work. <laughs> It'll be good. Oh, boy. Um, esports news, what we've been playing, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll play it out. I can't do a post show today. That's unfortunate. I gotta, oh, no. I got I to gotta go do a curbside pickup. Um, and for what? For TV. Why do you need a TV? The girl's TV broke. And if you know anything about putting kids to bed without their shows, without their damn programs on Netflix, you would know that I am getting no sleep until I put a TV back in that Sounds room. like maybe if you were a better parent and didn't rely on technology, things would be fine. It's true. No arguments for me. Says Mo- guy who's never having kids ever. Yeah. Mo- <laughs> <laughs> anyway, before we get into the gaming news, if you're listening right now, you might hear from some of our sponsors. If you're watching live, you get to avoid that. There you go. Oh, Paul saying we can let you do the after show by yourself. Me do the after show by myself? I mean, I, that's going to be boring. I'll just, just leave my thing recording and <laughs> just on forever. Recording on forever. <laughs> or point him over to Ross's channel. Let's let the chat do an after show. I don't know if that's a good idea. I don't know uh. if that's a good idea. All right, Ross, let's get into it. The first thing on our list for gaming news, Halo 3, public beta, starting in June. How do you feel about this? Yay, more Halo. I mean, they just... It comes. This happened last time. It's just there's there's more Halo. It's the Master Chief Collection on PC. It's Halo Three. They're not really doing anything to it. It's just the same version from the Xbox One version. So, but great us, Halo on PC. Us poor PC gamers. You get to play FPS games the way they're meant to be played with a mouse and a keyboard. Got great. 
It's what so an true. achievement for video games. It's so true. I'm so proud of John <laughs> Halo. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know. It, it's like it's like you said. Yay, it's more Halo. I saw this news story and I was like, okay. And like actually, everyone's just going to stream it for the first day. And then after that, it's just, okay, cool, yeah. Halo. Um, and do you know what my second my second reaction was? It wasn't already on PC. Like that, my first reaction was okay, and then my second reaction was like, "That's not already there." It, now that you think about it, it was probably on like that, like Games for Windows Live thing. Do you remember that, like yes. the really old like PC Xbox one that was like super scuffed? Mm-hmm. I remember specifically that there was um, a mod for Grand Theft Auto Four that removed the Games from Windows Live functionality from the game because it was so annoying. Oh Lord, ah oh, man, yeah. Yeah, they did it. I remember I was working the office, um, the company I was working for at the time. We had an Xbox in the kitchen, and then we all, the engineering row, we had um, all PCs. And we we were setting them up to play LAN stuff because that's what you're supposed to do when you're getting paid to work. And uh, we started playing Forza, and we had to do that, like, Windows Store thing. It was, like, one of the first games that did it. It It was really wonky. We're gonna get to that later. Yep. So that's one of our topics. Yep. Windows Store. Come down to the Windows. Do you store. know which topic it is? No. I'm 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 like looking at the <laughs> topics and I'm like I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm like ah. Uh, is it The Last of Us? I think it's The Last of Us. No, it's probably not The Last of Us. I just I'd assume it's literally anything else. It's it's the Fantasy Star. That's what I thought. I, yeah. I assumed it would be that. All right. That's a good topic. That's going to be a fun topic. So, yeah, anyway, there's going to be some beta testing. If you want to get in on that, you know, go sign up, look it up, download it, do whatever, whatever they require you to do. I'm sure they're not being like judicious with who they're selecting. It's probably one of those, you know, everybody gets to participate. I'm sure if you already own the Master Chief collection, you're going to be in it. Mm -hmm. That's usually how it works. They or if you go and pre-order at your local game store, you may get a code on your receipt. (laughs) This just now this just reminds me of like the mafia thing we talked about last week where this Master Chief collection thing like they just keep releasing game after game after game like the, the, the games didn't all come at once they're like hey this month you get Halo ODST or I forget what the first one oh, it was Halo Reach I think yeah it was the first one yeah oh uh, ODST is next I think but they were doing like oh here here's Reach and then like half a year later here's Halo 2 this is the game you wanted right well, no. I mean, it's smart because instead of just dropping everything and having your game be irrelevant in two months, your game is relevant for like two months and then another one comes out and then you're relevant for two months. And then the game comes out again. Like, I guess that's cool. Yeah. And that's that's what I think we, we kind of said a little bit last week um, about Mafia is that the only upside is, you know, you get people playing two and three now and then by the time they get through that war zone <laughs> once they patch the game enough so yeah. they can play it and then they, they get they get to go back and get a completely remastered number one um yeah it's just it's it's all about keeping relevance and i think that's that's going to be part of the main topic about kind of like the marketing of things in the gaming industry now it's about how do you keep with everything with an oversaturated gaming market how do you stay relevant you know it's it's hard <laughs> it's, it's hard but it's it's you make a good game Oh, Ross cracked the code. Oh, wow. <laughs> what an idea. You make a good game and people play it and enjoy it. What a concept. That seems hard. That seems too hard. So anyway, Halo 3, public beta, starting in June. All right. I didn't know Halo 5 was on PC. Yeah, I thought that launched. Was that day and date with PC? I what? wanted to say it came. At... I thought it was too, but apparently it's not there. Not really? I thought... Well, it's like, I don't know. I might be wrong, but. 
I'm the when same. Look, I'm the same guy though. About it. It's like no Halo Five on PC. That's weird. I'm the same guy though that like my response to this Halo Three news was that wasn't already there. So I'm not. I could have honestly. I could have sworn that was on PC. I thought it was. I thought it was, but I oh whacking my mic. Um, all right, I'm not. I'm not going to waste a bunch of time doing a Google search. Doing John Halo research. Yeah, we'll, we'll move on to my favorite topic. Your so, favorite topic. My favorite topic. When Sony comes out and they go, we have more indie games than anybody else. Indie games are here. We love indie games. Sony revealed eleven games for their PlayStation Talents program. Ross, what do you think about these eleven games? Well. This whole program is just specifically about indie developers and Spain for some reason. So, like, none of these games you would have heard of because they're just, like, people from Spain making games. Yeah. Um, I watched the trailers for all of them, and there were maybe, like, two that seemed cool. Okay, so I, I looked through them, and the very first one on, like, their official article is this game called Clid the Snail, mm-hmm. right? What do you think about when you think of a game called Clid the Snail? I'm going to be like a snail. And it's an indie game. And you think like games as art sort of thing. You got like the cool art style and maybe there's like some nice little music and it's, you know, it makes you think. No, it's like a top down like stick shooter and it has like heavy metal playing. And I'm just like, what am I watching? Yep. (laughs) Yep. And then the only one I actually watched and I was I was thinking I might play that. It seems cool. It was uh, the Library of Babel game. It's like I've the like the platformer sort of thing, and it's got like this weird art style to it. That's pretty cool. But I've got, I've got it open right now. I'm just um yes, I know I've seen that one. Yep, that one. Yeah, looks, that was the only one that cool. seemed pretty neat. There was there was like the God, the name's escaping me. It had something to do with like the Mara. It's like the, the island one yeah. where the little oh, girl like, the summer, kind of like summer, summer in Mara. Yeah, yeah, that that one seems okay, but I feel like it might be a little too Paw Patrol for me, where it's like two kids oriented. Yeah, you know, they're talking about it being a calm, relaxing game, which is fun. Um, I don't know, man. This Operation High Point, High Jump, rather, looks uh, a 2D running gun action game with tactical adventure elements. Yeah, but yeah. Dan, it, it broke my cardinal rule. What's that? There's, there's no gameplay oh. in the trailer. Show us the gameplay. Show me the gameplay. I've said this plenty of times. What is like, it? I, I understand you do your cinematic trailer and your first like announce it and everything but if you're in a group of games where there's you're the only one that doesn't have gameplay in your trailer what are you doing yeah nobody Give me get, something nobody can get a feel at all for what for what they're supposed to be you know like what, it, what basically what is this game like how yeah. yo what is this itadaki smash stuff it kind of remind me of like streets of rage it's it like is. the same thing but um it's got a cool art style it's got like this weird like uh tokyo noir comic book meets like overcooked Weird, yeah. you know what I mean? yeah, like, like weird a, art style but he um no the, the the one you were just talking about it reminded me of like the bro force game mm-hmm. but i don't know there's no gameplay there's no it could game. be a it could be a like a visual novel <laughs> that's for all i know true it, it could be one of those like the, the anime porn games with like the the, the puzzles and the 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 ones you see on Steam all the time in the new release section and it's like sexy girl puzzle slider game only 87 cents and then there's always the same friend of yours that has it, you know, wish listed, and you're just like, mm. tell him, no. I mean, also Guess again, <coughs> Josh. Yeah, 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 there you go. <laughs> right. There you go. I, both of them probably. I love uh, them dearly, but jeez. This uh, the Inner Ashes game caught me just um, from a narrative perspective. 
Oh yeah, that one too. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I saw that one too. I I looked I looked at them. I told you I was very honest before, when we were doing the pre podcast uh, rundown. I was like I looked at them and I did not write them down um, because I, I I could just pull them up on the fly. But yeah, I mean it's cool. I like indie games um, in general. Dan loves indie games. I, I do. And you know, one of the reasons I love indie games is because they're usually short. So like, I don't have a ton of time to play games. So, <laughs> it's like, so I can go crush a four hour indie game that like, if it's well made, has decent mechanics, good story. There's usually something quirky or, or special about it. You know, there's, there's a special thing in there. Um, and it's, you know, it's great. Or uh, conversely, occasionally I get like the man eater where I just jam 13 hours in over a weekend and then never touch it again. You know, just be- beat it and leave. Um, oh, you beat it? No, I still no. gonna play it. I'm, I'm still going to I'm still working through it. I've grabbed. It's funny. It's like the only game I made a, over the last work week. I was like, all right, I'm going to snag like 45 minutes here before bed and just like go do some missions and stuff like that. But it's the perfect. I think we mentioned this last time. It's that perfect style of game for me because. I can just grab it for 45 minutes and go do some side stuff or do one or two missions and progress the story and then come back. Um, in a lot of ways, those big open world games that are like 10 to 20 hours end up being perfect for me um, because of that. So, Cause boy, do I have a game for you that's 20 hours long. Oh, no, I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. All right. So on the top, your favorite topic, which kind of ties back into the first topic. My favorite topic. Yeah, which is. Games getting remade or ported. Oh, okay. to I you were like specifically this one. I'm like, I don't really. No. Okay. Well, it's cool, but it's not my favorite topic. Yeah, no. You, you, every time we come up with re- game remakes or like game ports, you have like the same reaction. It's like either who asked for this or like can we come up with some original content, please? So, um, Metroid Prime trilogy dropping June 19th. If you like Metroid, well, it's Prime. they couldn't give us the original content. Yeah. Yeah, because we got Metroid Prime Four, and they had to scrap the whole thing and start over again. So they're like, "Okay, well, here you go. Take here. take this, because you're not getting Metroid Prime Four for probably two or three more years." Exactly. This is this is the uh, the olive branch, so to speak. The here you go, go and play it. I mean, look, yeah, it'd be cool. It's great if you like those games. I mean, this is how I feel about the game remakes and ports, right? If you really like love a series or game, um, and you haven't been able to play them for a while, it's great for you as a fan right but if you're not a fan or you're us right where maybe you liked those games but you're not going to go out of your way to re-get them it just kind of seems like a money grab with the remake xenoblade chronicles with the remake (laughs) i can't i can't say anything about remakes right now because i'm currently playing one look i i love remakes when like uncharted came out with the trilogy remastered on ps4 I bought it immediately and played replayed through all of those games. Like I said, I think if you're a fan, remakes and ports are awesome. I'm just pointing out that if you're not a fan or you're just a casual side observer, it can seem like all of these remakes coming out are money grabs by companies. They are serving a purpose. They are going and, and helping a fandom. Like Josh was just talking to me about um, Command and Conquer and how yeah. they, they're reworking all of that. And, you know... It's very, that is very focused on the fans because if you look at it, like, yeah, they made some of the assets look better, but it still looks like a 90s Command and Conquer game. It's, it, it just is what it is. They put a lot more time into fixing mechanical issues, adding modes, um, adding missions, and kind of really enhancing the core experience while polishing the original graphics instead of doing kind of a full reblend. When they do those full reworks, that's where they're trying to go out and bring in new fans. When they just do an HD remake, that's usually to just appease 
the current fan base. That's kind of my my opinion on it. Depending how old the games are, if you make a game that's one, if you release Saints Row Three HD remake, you're not. I don't think you're really trying to appease new fans. That's that's or grab new fans or appease old fans. I think that's some weird mix of just trying to grab money. But my man. favorite's always like when they do it for games that were hyper cross platform and they just, they were just like on everything. Like Saints Row was just. Is, it was on PC, Xbox, PlayStation, whatever. And then they're like, hey, in case you never got a chance to play this game that was on absolutely every <laughs> console, here's a remake of it. So now you can play it on one of your five different consoles you have that it probably already is on. Yeah. You, you, that I don't get. I've done that a few times. You know, we talked about the Mass Effect trilogy. And like, I'm happy that's coming because yeah. I, I did that where I went on my PS4 and I was like, clearly it already has to be here. And that's the other funny thing is when you just get so used to these remakes that you're surprised when they're not there on the on the next generation of consoles. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they were there on PS3. I just assumed they'd be there on PS4. Then, yeah, but even was, even for Mass Effect on PC, like I think one is on Steam and then two and three are on Origin. So there, there's not a place where they're together unless I think you might be able to get the trilogy in origin now. But I know for Steam, you can only get like one and you can't get two and three. That sucks. Yeah, that was the deal with the PS3 trilogy, too. They didn't yeah, have, they didn't the have first one. one was only on Xbox. Yeah. So like, yeah. I, I remember wanting to play those games and literally buying the cheapest Xbox on the market just to <laughs> play just to play the first one. I gotcha. Uh, yeah. I was like, you bastards. And then you probably played, what, two hours of it? No, I, I got like 70% through it. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that was pretty good. But that, that, was, that was back in the GameStop days. I was going to say, that doesn't seem like a game that would just like hold your interest that long. No, I like, I like sci-fi RPG is like two perfect things. It's just time that ends up being... If, you, if you're doing the, the game dev tycoon thing yeah. to make a game for Dan, sci-fi and RPG. Yeah. 100%. Like, I love that stuff. Some of my favorite shows, you know, Battlestar Galactica. Um, I've re- I've really enjoyed um, what the hell's that show? Uh, crap! It's it's uh, Altered Carbon. Like those sci-fi shows, um, I-, I love them. Star Trek. I grew up watching Star Trek with my grandmother. Like X Files. Like sci-fi stuff is awesome. And then if you give me the capability to not just be like faceless sci-fi soldier, I'm looking at you, Halo. Um, John Halo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you actually let me like build relationships and make choices and have that awesome sci-fi action, then that's emphasis on the relationships. Uh, no, that's like the, I want a bonus space alien. <laughs> that's my favorite. Like, so who'd you romance? Don't you, like, what do you mean? Who did I romance? Romance. You mean, who did I lay with in the biblical sense? Come on, say what you mean. Say what you mean. Anyway. So Metroid prime trilogy, June 19th, close that loop. <laughs> you can't romance aliens in Metroid Prime. Yes, so don't. It's very unfortunate. I don't want anyone coming back, sending like an email to, to like info at gameso.co.uk and being like, I listened to your podcast and I thought I could, I, I thought I could romance Samus and I could not romance it and it made me mad and I will never listen to your podcast again. We get facts. All right. Crossing over into a genre that I uh, am less in love with than, than sci-fi. <laughs> I hate horror. I hate it. I hate scary stuff. This is definitely not my wheelhouse at all. I hate I hate horror movies. I hate horror stuff. I hate all of it. I am it, when you live alone, <laughs> it's not fun. Right? When it's 3 a.m. and you're just thinking about the thing you watched and oh, lights are off. Uh-oh. I'm screwed. I hate it. I hate it. I don't care if you think I'm a weenie. I don't care. I hate horror stuff. I will never like it. 
but I like Silent Hill. It was pretty. I was gonna say, you know what's funny is one of my my fondest memories with Ross is when we drove literally around the entire universe trying to rent a copy of Silent Hill Homecoming. Do you remember oh, yeah, that? Right. Yeah, I remember we, that. we went to Hollywood Video. Let let me date ourselves. We went to a Hollywood yeah. Video in order to try to get that game. Um, but you know, there's a lot of Silent Hill fans out there, uh, and people have been sad since the whole PT thing never materialized and. Yada yada. Well, you're going to finally get a little more Silent Hill content in Dead by Daylight. There's going to be some crossover there. Um, we're getting Pyramid Head as a murderer, a killer. Whatever, I don't know what they actually call him in Dead by Daylight. I haven't played the game. Um, killers. Killers, um, yeah. So basically, sure. Dead by Daylight, if you're not familiar with it, it's... Um, what was that game? Evolved something? Yeah, yeah Evolved. If, if you guys remember the game Evolved, where one person like played the monster and four people had to hunt the monster... It's like that, except the monster's a um, serial killer and you're trying to survive it. Um, yeah. Friday's the there, 13th There's no game. killing the monster. Yeah, similar thing. Yeah, you're trying to survive. And it's really what's really interesting about this is, obviously, this is a big acquisition. I think it was their four-year anniversary um, for Dead by Daylight that they, they went and did this. Um, for such a small indie game that started with, like, generic but kind of cool killers, to go and start... they've gone and picked up like legitimate horror property killers and it's just like i want to know how they did that because they're like they're like the fortnite of horror stuff now it's just if if you have something you want to advertise and it's like horror related you put it in dead by daylight because dead boy dead by daylight is now like the preeminent horror thing that people are you know interested in so it's it kind of makes sense i mean it's, it's not like you and i make a game and we're like hey can we have pyramid head please konami yeah yeah, I mean, like they're a powerhouse now. I guess, like, from my perspective, what what I would love to see is the first meeting they had when they were trying to get their first licensed property, right? Because yeah. when, when they got their first licensed property, and I forget who it was, but, like, our friend Josh played Dead by Daylight from launch, and he, there there was a lot of complaint in the community about the game, and they, they even had to come out and show, like, their roadmap to show, like, hey, we're, we're, we're doing some stuff, we're, we're improving the game, it got... Like a lot of these games, Friday the 13th went through a similar path, right? Where like it got stale. So now like the devs have to come out and explain like this is how we're going to continue it and whatever. So before they kind of became that property, I just want to know how that meeting went down to to get like to start the domino effect to get these properties. Um, we'll never know. That's that, that's just a rhetorical <laughs> question into the universe that I'm throwing out there. We're not going to like, well, glad you asked, Dan. I put on my journalism cap and went undercover, you know. I More like I just did a quick Google search and there's probably like an article about it. Yeah, exactly. So um, I just thought it was interesting. And, you know, I tweeted it. I tweeted it out when uh, we put the story up um, on the game's website and the reaction from most people was the same, which is like, I'm just happy to have more Silent Hill. I don't care what it's in. Like, I'm just, I'm just so glad. Sad. I know, isn't it? Like that's, yeah, cause they got the killer. And then there's like Heather too. Yeah. You get a survivor. So that's cool. So, you know, it's Silent Hill is alive in dead by dead. All right. The last of us two. more horror stuff. I don't like, I don't know. This is like, for me, this is such a, like, it's a story, but it's a non story. Surprise. In places on this earth, there are cultures with different views on things. And in those cultures, they may not want a particular piece of media to be published. And in the Middle East, they're not happy with The Last of Us 2 um, and the content there within. And therefore, if you live in the Middle East, you will not be able to play The Last of Us 2 um, because it has been banned. Well, you will. But... Well, you will. You just, you'll have to go about it 
a different way. Um, there's not a lot to say on there. Um, it's just, it, it is what it is. There's speculation as to like what, what content, which part of the content in the game they cared about and why they banned it. But, you know, the fact is that... Um, it's very obvious what it is. Like, it's not... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, look, we were talking about it before the show. The fact that you have a gay main character, right? And in the Middle East, they had, they've banned TV shows where simply underage, not underage, but like teenage kids, unmarried people have kissed on movies or on TV shows and they've banned it. Um, you can kind of see where they're like bar for outside the box thinking is but like i said earlier right we can take for granted in our culture what we consider normal versus what they consider normal and um yeah like i said surprise they ban something that they don't deem appropriate as part of their culture what are you gonna do yeah well most of these people like if you look around most of these people just kind of like shrug because if you live in the middle east you're kind of used to this with stuff like this and i've seen multiple people say that they just they have multiple PSN accounts mm-hmm. because the ban only affects the the local PSN and it affects like big box retail stores, but it doesn't affect like mom and pop shops from importing like U S copies of the game. And like the, these PS4s aren't, you know, region locked or anything. So they can just, it's not like China, mm-hmm. you know, where there's like a specific PS4 console. You can just throw a game in there and it'll be fine. It's just most of these people, apparently there's just, they're just used to it and they're used to having, a lot of these people just have multiple PSN accounts. Like they have a local one and then they have an American one. And then some of them apparently just have like an Asian one too for the, the Japanese PSN, mm-hmm. which is, you know, something people do. Like I've done it. I have a Japanese PSN account. Yeah, me too. Uh, um, but apparently <laughs> what's funny about this is that this person said that if you go out to like markets and stuff like that, you just see like US PSN cards and stuff like that. Really? Like, like, if, like if you go to like our... Our version of a 7-Eleven, you'll just see like US PSN cards and stuff like that because it's just very common that people to do this. That's funny. So That's I kind of read it. I'm just like, eh, okay. Well, that, that was the other thing I wanted to mention about this is like, this is a much bigger story to Western audiences. Yeah. Right. Like, like we, we here care more than they do because like you said, it's just, it, it is what it is. They, they're used to, you know getting a VPN service so they can watch the shows they want to watch that are blocked on Netflix in their country. And it's just, it, yeah. it, it is what it is. So, um, yeah, it, it was interesting. I, I wanted to bring it up because I've seen, like I said, it's more outrage from like U S uh, Canada, Europe, right? They're like, how dare they? And it's just like, Oh, it's, it just is what it is, man. Like, I don't know. I ain't judging nobody. I wouldn't ban, I wouldn't ban it, but I also didn't grow up in their culture. So, you know, what do I know? Oh, it's wrong but <laughs> well yeah that's what that's that's what i mean like i it, it, but i'm not i'm not here to police a different yeah. country right uh, i'm our, uh, have a you know country cover like just run by religion that's what happens exactly it's not surprising exactly yeah oh well i i already live in america i'm used to policing enough i'm i'm stepping out on this one russ <laughs> i'm not i'm not going in on there that might not be good timing ah it is what it is man it is what it is um, so yeah, if you, if you have an opinion about this one, you let us know. Um, I'm, I'm sure. You let us know and I won't care. Exactly. Ross I'll and I. will look at your comment and laugh. Uh, yeah. R- Ross and I have our opinions on this one and we're being as, um, politically apolitical as, as possible in, in discussing it. So, all right. On to an easier topic to dance around. Fantasy Star Online 2 came out. 
It's out. It's it's here. It's, it. it's it's in America. It's the great. Oh, we've oh, been waiting for it so long. I I loaded it up, Ross. I loaded it up, and then it was just like it was like Starship Troopers, baby. I was just fighting bugs left and right. It was I was just I was just falling to them. Um, not not a good launch. Not 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 a good release, man. It was it was some Mafia Two level stuff, you know. Well, it, the the bugs weren't with the actual game. It was the installer because you had to download it through the Windows Store, mm-hmm. and the Windows Store had its own problem. And then the, the launcher itself had its own problems afterwards. So it got to the point where people were making like fan-made patch workarounds and stuff like that on the launcher to make it work. And it was just yeah. like everyone in my Final Fantasy 14 group were, were all playing it. And I think two of them were able to install it within the first two days that it launched. Um, one of them ha- had the game installed and then they restarted the computer and it uninstalled it. Um, trying to think what else they had to run a different version of Windows or something like like they had to they had to download a newer version of like a Windows update or something like that, and they had to do it through like weird means, and then they had to run. It's not as easy as just running it as administrator or running it for Windows Vista or something like that, like you do with other stuff. But it's it was a mess. Granted, it's an eight year old game, so yeah. What do you what do you want? This is it's the unfortunate side effect of you know. I don't want to say porting because like you mentioned, eight it was, years. it's it's the launcher and it's the store. But when you start, you're basically, you're integrating eight year old stuff with modern stuff and it just gets, can get sketchy. And um, it is what it is. It's also, it's kind of like if you're a game developer, right? And again, like this is an older game. So a lot of that could have had an effect um, on, on the issues that came up. But like, I just don't understand how you don't launch on steam or like, Epic store like going any of these other means of launching. It just seems as you're signing a potential death warrant for your game. Well, right? because they did the thing with um, Xbox. Like the, the big thing is that you're going to be able to play it on an Xbox one mm-hmm. and then stupid. Al- oh, also you, you can get it on PC. So PC, it's funny because most of the people wanted to play it on PC, but it was the afterthought because Microsoft was like, we need more games for the Xbox. So please, please, please come put this game on your Xbox. Yeah, that's even dumber. That makes it yeah. even worse. You know what I mean? Like, because then you know that the reason the launcher issues and everything were because you said it's an afterthought, right? They, yeah, that's even worse because it works on Xbox just fine. Yeah, that's so that's so unfortunate because Fantasy Star is such like a I love that property. It's such a cool yeah, property. Cool. Um, and just I'll probably play it. And just to see like when I logged in and it came out and it was like, well, you know, good luck. It's just not not happening. And then. I even saw a thing today. It popped up. It was like Sega confirms that they are doing everything they can to fix any issue with Fantasy Star 2 online for PC yeah. in America. And I'm like, that sucks, man. Like, I I always feel bad when I see a company have to come out and take like a PR position. Like, and this isn't the normal we hear you. This is the like, okay, our stuff is broken and now we're scrambling to fix it. Um, yeah. Well, usually with like MMO launches, it's like, oh, the servers are messed up, but blah, 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 blah. Oh, there's this problem. Like the Diablo had the famous error 30 something or whatever, mm-hmm. where you just couldn't connect to the server. But with this game, you just can't install it. Yeah. And it's like it's it's harming functions of, of Windows. I think one of my friends had something. I think his Final Fantasy 14 got bugged, too, when he installed PSO because it, it messed with one of the uh, like, I don't know anything about computer stuff, man, but it. It messed with one of the um, what's the what's like the Microsoft thing that it usually downloads when you install a game. It's like the like the redistributable thing, and it's it's like the code funk. Man, I'm 
hold on. <laughs> it's, I, I'm, I sound like such a boomer right now. But if, I, if I go to like my remove programs, right? Yeah. There's, um, oh, the visual C++ thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know how it like installs a bunch of those or whatever, mm-hmm. whenever you install something? I guess that one or whatever, it, it messed up with Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah, that, that would make sense because if that like, if that library or whatever is basically used by both and it does any kind of, you know, whatever it disrupts how it functions or it or it otherwise corrupts that install, then you would be in, in, in a bad yeah. place. Because Windows isn't going to double install a program or or a set of libraries, right? It's just not. It's, that would be stupid. So if it's a shared common library or, or installation and it gets corrupted or otherwise messed with then it's gonna mess with anything else that touches that which is not good no not not good that's that's like you know you you get your wheel on your car right and you get all your spokes going into the middle and you're like i'm just gonna punch a hole in the you know the hub and then you wonder why you know everything else doesn't function um i don't know man i hope they get it figured out i hope they get it figured out. i don't have time like i'm lucky because i saw this was coming out and i i like mmos and i like the fantasy star property um and I'm never going to play Final Fantasy XIV, so it's either World of Warcraft or something else. And I was like, ah, oh, maybe I'll do it, maybe I won't, but I don't have any time. So I was I was saved from having to deal with it. Uh, but <laughs> it's, it's just sad because, like I said, you, you want them to do well. And like you said, right, I'm, I'm used to seeing issues on MMO launches, but they're always... Yeah. It's um, never th- this. It's always server side. It's always on, on the other side of things, not client side, so... All right, last topic that's going to lead into our main topic of question mark, question mark, question mark. Apparently, allegedly, the PS5 pricing will not be affected in any way by COVID-19. Okay. So what I read from this, okay, a lot of people just, a lot of people do what you just did. They go, okay. It shouldn't have been. What do you mean price affected? Well, here's what you need to understand. There's basically three scenarios if this is the case. Right, so I look at my variables. I have a constant now. The pr- the price is going to be the same. That means either a Sony's going to take a loss on producing the number of systems that they wanted to, right? Because what we need to understand is COVID nineteen did impact supply chain and manufacturing. You can't get around that. To lose a bunch of time and materials on manufacturing, the only way to effectively or, or appropriately make up for that is to dump a bunch of time in right? Additional time over time, which costs money or, and, and or to get supplies at a higher price because now you're getting stuff that's at a, a higher demand, right? With, with a lower supply. So if they're going to create as many initial launch units as they p- initially planned, right? I said initially a bunch of times, initially, initially, initially. But if they're going to send out as many launch units as they had planned for, right? They lost time. They lost supplies it's going to cost them more money which means that if they do that they're going to take a loss by not increasing the price on the consoles the other side of it is that they're not going to increase the production and then there's going to be a lower quantity of consoles at launch which means scarcity right lower supply i just figured that was what was going to happen anyways and then the third thing which they've they've said isn't going to happen right is that they could have produced more units at not a loss by increasing the price, but they, they took that out. So the I guess really what this tells us in an indirect way is that there were these three scenarios um, and analysts predicted that there would be scarcity. 
So that's probably the most likely case because what we're hearing, the rumors in the industry of the price point of the Xbox are to undermine by 50 to to $100 the PS5. And Sony was already talking about taking a thin margin or analysts were already talking about Sony taking a thin margin to a loss. So they can't take a bigger loss on units to produce the same amount. So it seems like a very indirect story. And like for you and I, this just seems like a no-brainer. Okay, there's either going to be scarcity, which we've talked about on like three or four different podcasts. Mm-hmm. Or, or Sony's going to take a bigger loss. But a lot of people are just saying like, yeah, I expected the price not to go up. And they're not thinking about all of these other kind of what this means, right? In the grand scheme of things. If you, a lot of times with news, you can take a little tidbit of information. And if you start to put it together with the rest of the pieces of information you've had for a while, you end up with like a clear picture. The puzzle starts to go together and, and you can kind of get a good idea of what's going on. So pre-order your systems next monday when your local gamestop starts taking pre-orders they would would never raise the price on that thing that's just no they can't especially with sony (laughs) i mean especially with xbox coming out and basically they didn't announce it but with it leaking that the price point's gonna be 400 when their price point was already gonna be 500 they can't go to six right yeah but even then what do you do when everything normalizes you just bump it down to 500 like people are gonna go insane if you do that no, that, ha- that happens all the time think about it think about a one-year run into consoles when they start to come down in price well there's a difference between a sale price and a oh we had to bump the price up because of this pandemic and now things are normal so we're gonna bump the regular price down now to no, whatever that ha- it was after a year no that happens all the time you you get a console that launches at 500 dollars, and then within a year it costs them less to make it and the price comes down not a sales price like it just yeah, but what I'm talking about down. specifically is because of this pandemic. Yeah, but what what I'm saying is no price has been released, so there's nothing to say that they couldn't make it $600 at launch. The reason they're not making it $600 at <laughs> we launch all know what it is. is because everybody is not dumb enough, you know, to to buy it. But um and we I guess now's a good time to go into the main topic because really the main topic is marketing around console releases. Um, and game releases, right? We can make it pretty general, but I'm, sp- I'm specifically focused on console releases and the lack of information that comes out because the whole reason that they can't in- increase the price at this point is there are so many leaks and speculation and analyst reports that come out because they don't give us any information along the way because they want to make these big marketing pops and stay relevant, right? So if you look at how a console or even a game is normally um, discussed or marketed, it's... We have a thing, silent period, a little bit of information, silent period, actual announcement, and then they kind of go on a steady roll, right? But in every one of those silent periods, you end up with speculation that shapes consumer expectation. And that's really like, if you go back to that last point about the price not going up, the reason that Sony has no power to change the pricing on it is because in these periods of quiet, there's been speculation and analyst reports coming out saying, oh, 450 to 500. So if Sony comes out anywhere above those price points, like it's just they're in trouble and it hurts them even more that speculation and and analyst reports have come out about Xbox being at the 400 price point because now they're already going to be undercut at launch, presumably. Right. So it's like they're almost hamstrung by the standard marketing cycle of of how a console gets information about a console gets released. We, We live in this culture where. The companies don't tell you anything, so all of your inf- until a certain point, so all of your information comes from analysts and leaks. Yeah, but you don't know what's leaked on purpose and what's actually leaked, so it's like really no point. Yeah, talking about those sorts of things. Well, it's it's you know it's silly to leak stuff on purpose, and that's a completely different topic. 
Well, um, you, you do it to get gauge public interest without actually like firmly putting a like a stance on something. You can do a market study without releasing a leak and causing speculation and issue. You know what I mean? Um, but look, I don't I don't get paid to do market research and I don't get paid as a, a marketing or PR professional. So that's that's my opinion and not a professional one um, other than a a longtime gamer. So but anyway, so I, I think that marketing cycle, how they market these consoles and these games is what causes a lot of issues in the gaming industry. We've talked about, you know, show me the gameplay, right? The yeah. the expectations and the speculation and the consumer kind of expectation around game launches come from this how do i want to say it this fabricated utopian view of how the game's going to be and it's again it's similar with the consoles which is it's all of the expectations for the consumer come through leaks and speculation and analysis and i feel like we're coming up on Friday, right? And this is why this is a topic is we're coming up Friday on Sony's actual PlayStation five event. We're going to get actual information. And what's going to come out of this event is two to three different core things. You're going to hear, right? You're going to hear the people that, um, Oh, that analysis, that speculation was right. And they're going to focus on that stuff. Then you're going to hear people that are going to kind of just see things that are kind of cool. And they like, you know, this or that thing got released or announced, it's cool. Um, and they're going to talk about the news. Really, that's what it's going to be, just kind of like the announcements, the news. And then you're going to have a group of people that are pissed off because the speculation and the analysis and everything was wrong and they had firm expectations that they shouldn't have had um, that I just feel like could be controlled better by these companies along the way. Just by saying stuff more frequently or like yeah more frequently or be or more transparent i just i guess what i'm ultimately saying is i think how they market these consoles is broken i think they do more damage to themselves and i don't even want to say they do damage to themselves because people are going to buy the consoles anyway i think that these companies don't have to do anything when they should because it, the, at the end of the day we as consumers will kick and scream and not do anything right like if if i feel like this entire cycle they announced there's going to be a ps5 and all these leaks and stuff came out and Sony stayed quiet. And all this information about pricing and availability came out and Sony stay, stayed quiet. And then Sony comes out and everything they announce on Friday is counter to everything that came up beforehand. I'm going to be mad that Sony didn't dispel or dispute anything that came out beforehand, right? I'm going to be like, I have I have these expectations around things. Not me personally. I'm This is me, the kind of people in general right i'm smart enough to i don't care until they say something i'm like you show me the gameplay show me the console (laughs) like i don't i'll speculate but i'm not going to get my hopes up right but upon the actual day if everything they say on friday is different from everything that's come out between them saying the ps5 was real and the actual announcement i might be pissed off but it's not going to stop me from going down to gamestop on monday and pre-ordering it you know what i mean and i think that's what's ultimately the marketing cycle's broken but we allow it to be broken if that makes sense. Like yeah. the, the dissemination of information about games and consoles in the gaming industry in general are broken because the, the consumer is allowed to basically be kept in the dark and we don't care. Yeah, but like if you're one of these companies, you can't you can't really like respond to every sort of speculation and leak that people have. I mean, there there isn't really anything that kind of needs to be, you know, broken down by them right now. I mean, you're also in a cold war with another company right now. So, I mean, if, if Sony just goes back and they're like, hey, by the way, this console is going to be $500, and they say that, like, 
a year ago or something. Like, you, you don't know how stuff plays out. You might have to change the price because of the global pandemic. You might be able to lower the price a little bit because stuff's cheaper now. But, I mean, you can't really, I don't know. Well, I, I want to do the Nintendo thing where they're just like, we don't really respond to leaks and speculation. See, I'm, I'm, I'm the other way. I think transparency would do these companies good. And I look, I'm, I'm sensitive to that fact. I get that Microsoft was waiting for Sony and Sony was waiting for Microsoft. And you want to be the, you want to be the console that launches first so that like the public has you on their mind, you know, um, and, and you always want to be first out, out of the gate. Um, but pricing wise, you want to wait until you know what the other guy's pricing it at to see how competitive you can get with the price. And I'm not saying that Sony should come out and be like, or Sony at any point should have come out and said, the price is going to be this. I think what they could have come out and said is like, we haven't priced it yet. That's the ballpark. You know, the analysts are in the ballpark or we don't even know yet. We can't, we can't even comment on that. Right. Because then that gives them the power. If they, if they would have come out when the analysts came out and said the, the PlayStation 5 is going to be 450 to 500. Okay. And this was 12 episodes ago. We talked about this. So three months, three months ago when that leaked, if they would have come out and said, we honestly don't know. That's, good analytical work. We have no idea. We honestly don't know how we're going to price the system. Okay. Now, if they come out at $600 because of the COVID-19 pandemic, we're like, oh, well, they, they priced it because that's what it's costing them to produce it today. Right. But by them not saying anything and just letting people run around, like I have literal friends on, and you know, it's the social media platform that I wouldn't say is for the, the smartest folks or the, the sharpest tools in the shed Facebook. Um, but I have people that are like, man, I've got my $500 put aside for PlayStation 5. It's like, well, what if it comes out and it's 700? Like they haven't announced a price, right? And I'm on the side of the companies. I think they do whatever they need to do, honestly. But I just think they could be more transparent about things. And I don't think the consoles, I'm, I'm talking a lot about the consoles because of the last topic with the price not changing and kind of the effect that has all around and where they might be in things. Um, but this goes for games too. We've seen it. I mean, we did a whole after show about, uh, basically about Mass Effect Andromeda, right? And like the expectation about that and how nothing's honest in the marketing cycle and they're not transparent. And when dates miss, it's always about polishing the game more. It's not like, oh, like I would, I would literally, I would literally pay more for a game if a company was honest and came out and was like, yeah, it's delayed six months because we have something that breaks the entire game and we have to figure out how to fix that instead of just saying, oh, we need to polish it more. You know what I mean? There, I just don't think that I think it's twofold. I think the consumer is not educated enough in general. And then I think the companies aren't transparent enough, right? And I think it's almost cyclical the more I talk about this, that for every me and you that would enjoy the transparency because we're educated enough, there's like 10 people for the two of us that would be like, what the hell are they talking about? I just Try want my system. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just, it's tons of people. And I feel bad and I don't, I don't even know what to do about it. But the fact that I had to explain what the PS5 price not changing means is just kind of sad you know it's just kind of like the fact that there's people out there that just don't that can't put two and two together that there's going to be a shortage because they can't change the price because the price was already leaked yeah but you just default to scarcity yeah and it's like that's that's all i was thinking of because i mean well scarcity worked the last time scarcity worked for the wii scarcity just works whether it's fake or real. So, I mean, when you're telling me all this stuff about the COVID and the, the pricing, I'm just like, why would you put out, why would you throw out 100 consoles at, at like a set price when you can just throw out like 20 or 30 at the price you want and then, you know, people go crazy over it because they can't have it because, you know, 
the sociology and all this is just people are absolutely crazy insane. And if they can't have a thing, they're going to rip and claw and fight someone in a Target parking lot to get the thing they want. Yeah. And I, I get like the scarcity is the safer play than raising the price, obviously. Yeah. But the way I look at it is if they're if they're going to beat Microsoft, this is specifically for Sony, like what Sony has acknowledged puts Microsoft, I think, in a stronger position for the next console cycle because Microsoft is going to come out at a lower price point. OK, Microsoft um, will likely find the same issues in their in their kind of production timelines and, and the scarcity of the components they need to build to build the Xbox Series X. And when you're, especially right now in this world economy, post-COVID, when you, you go to a Target or a GameStop or wherever, Best Buy, and there's a PS5 for 500 and there's a Xbox for 400 you're going to grab the Xbox, right? But when all the Xboxes are gone, if there were PS5s available, even if they were 600 that's that's a place for Sony to capitalize to actually have units available. We saw that actually did not happen last time. Well, because that, that, that was not a thing. Well, that's because Xbox had the stupid connect. I, I firmly believe that if Xbox one came out without the connect, they would, when they were available and the PlayStation fours were gone, Xbox would have yeah. sold more units. Yeah, for sure. So, um, and, and, and that's what I'm kind of thinking about when I, when I say that, when I say if there were no Xbox series X's in the cabinets, but there were PS5s and the PS5s were still $200 more than the Xbox Series X. It's not $200 more because there's a stupid Kinect attached. It's $200 more because they were able to produce more units. Um, but again, they can't do that because there's no transparency in the process. And now they're, now they're, they're tied to, to a price point effectively. And look, I think it'd be awesome if Sony came out and so, took a massive loss and sold them 400 bucks and took it right to Xbox, right? Like, I'd be cool with that too. That that was one of the scenarios. I like so they take a loss. They produce more units, or they and take a loss, or they just take a loss and they they try to get more, get their console to be the main console. Because what this all comes down to is these companies don't make money off of the consoles. The consoles yeah. are just the install base to sell the games. And I'm thinking of how this scarcity affects developers more than I care about how they affect Sony or Xbox or Microsoft. Right? If I'm Luckily, with new consoles, it's mainly first party or associated kind of large companies that are relying on the sell of the game. They kind of have the backing from Sony and Microsoft to, you know, hey, we want you to make this launch game for the console. But um, and so they should be OK. But like you said, if they sell 20 units instead of 100, that's 80 games I can't sell as a developer suddenly. Right. So it's it's tough. And I, I get it. Um, but I think some transparency along the way would be better. Yeah, but what if they're transparent and they get a, they put out a price, then all of a sudden they got to pivot to it, and then people go absolutely crazy. Well, then being transparent about the price would be we don't know. Well, yeah, but what, like beforehand, <laughs> if they're if they were like, okay, yeah, five hundred, and then all this stuff happens, they're like, okay, we can't do five hundred. People go like people go berserk if something gets pushed back two months, like. You can't be transparent with these people because they just, they're not smart. They freak out. This like, is, this, this conversation. over release dates. This and like, I, you and I, yes, we, we read these stuff and they're like, oh yeah, you got to push it back. But like, it's not, 
it's not about you and me. Like, it's about the people that don't have brain cells and go on Twitter and they're like, why is this getting pushed back? I'm so sick and tired of all these companies doing this. They just want the extra money from me. Blah, blah, blah. Why is there DLC? I already paid 60 bucks for this game and now I gotta pay $20 to play. Then I gotta do this. And it's just, I'm so sick of these people. And these are the people they have to work with. They don't care about us. We're reasonable people. We're going to be like, okay, 600, whatever. No, that's fine. I understand, you know, all the business stuff and then the supply chain here and this, this here and then blah, blah, blah. $600. Okay, bang. $600. You got your homies on Facebook like, I'm so sick of all these companies doing this. I'm never playing video games ever again. Da, 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 da. I'm going back to RuneScape. Like, yeah, no, I, I, I hate people, dude. I was just like, going to say, I was just going to say, like, this entire conversation has devolved to, I want more transparency because I'm a smart person. But the more I talk, the more I realize it's just not tenable because that's the point one percent of people that they're they're catering to. Um, yeah, yeah, and I, and it's the same. It's the same thing. It's the you know it's the same thing with games. The the more I think about it too, right? It's they don't. It's sad, but they don't care really. Like if you make a Watch Dogs one trailer and you get to sell, or oh, I'll do an even better one. If you do a Homefront. Okay, you get your, you get your home front trailer. It looks so good. It's gonna be better than Call of Duty. And the game's three hours long, and the multiplayer's broken. Right? They don't care. They sold all those units. You know, the studio gets burned, kind of, right? Because then nobody kind of trusts them moving forward. But they 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 sold the units by I don't want to say being dishonest because they weren't. They put out you know they put out a st- a trailer. It's not their fault that people think that the trailer equates to gameplay. It's the same thing here. I guess it's not really Sony or Microsoft's fault to um. I guess to cater to these people that don't understand that speculation and analyst reports do not equate to the company's position on anything. I would just love for them. It's, it's, it's turning into a personal thing. I would just love for them to come out and be like, nah, your price is wrong. Right? Like <laughs> to just no, stop saying that that's false. Um, but with all the angry out of the way after I'm thank- sorry, I'm like, I'm looking for the, the, the naughty dog tweet where they say last of us is getting delayed just so I can scroll through and see all the people that are mad and boy, they are mad. Oh, well, Lord. So now that you've, you filled your, your role as mad guy, what I like to do is have a little bit of fun because we do, we do have the PlayStation five reveal show coming on Friday, Friday, Friday. And what I want to do is I want to make some wagers with you. No, no. I'm going to make candy wagers, baby. I'm putting up, candy wagers. I, I, I'm putting up watermelon sour patch kids. Oh, those are my favorite. And you're going to have to put up gummy bears because those are my favorite. Okay. okay. All right. The Haribo ones, right? Those yeah. are the ones you like? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. So throw them on a diet. So I'll have to put them away for a cheaty cheat day. No, you're just going to eat them. <laughs> I'm just, just going to. They're only like 100 calories for 13. It's not that bad. It's not the it's, They're not the worst candy in the world. Okay. You, you can tell they're my favorite candy because I know exactly how many I can have for, <laughs> for, for one individual, um, one individual serving. All right. So let's go calculator. All right. What do you what do you want to set in the line for over under on amount of times the word teraflops is said during the during? I'm gonna say two and a half. Two point five is the over under. All right. Two point five on teraflops. I'm ta- I'm taking this down. Two point five. Oh, you're actually writing this. Okay. Oh yeah, teraflops. All right. I like that for Sony because Sony's not a teraflops company. Yeah, they don't care. They they really don't. But they do have they have to address the teraflops conversation because it's Xbox's big thing. So yeah. Are you over or under 2.5 teraflops? How, do we know how long this thing is? Oh, geez, that's a good question. Because if this is just like an hour video, I'm going to say under. PS5 event. Because you, you know, Sony, they're going to like talk about the thing, but like 80% of it's just going to be 
Oh, look at these indie games we got. Oh, a lot of indie games. Here's these indie games. Oh, they're unreal. I, honestly, I want to go under, dude. You're going to go under? I think they're going to say the teraflops, and like that's it. Yeah, I think I think don't, don't they have less than Microsoft? So like, why are they talking? Yeah, so why are they talking about a thing that? Yeah, they they, they lose in like yeah they they're gonna go under. They're gonna go under. All right, I agree with you. So I think that is we're gonna have to move the line. One point five. One point five. Oof. <sighs> I was at two for so, mine. So you're gonna go over on on teraflops on one point five. We got, yeah. we, we got we got bets. We got bets. I'm going to go, go two because what's going to happen is they're going to say teraflop and then the guy's going to say, what's a teraflop? Let me explain teraflop. And then it's two. Okay. I'm going under. I, right, I, I'm going I, over. I literally think they're just going to say, here's the specs. And they're going to okay. mention teraflops one time and that's it. Okay. I, I think it's going to be two, but. Okay. Number two. How many indie games do you. Oh my God. <laughs> How many indie games do you, do you think that they? I got, we got to figure out the right way to say this, right? We have to put the right framing around it. So they're obviously they're going to show a shit ton of indie games. Part it's Mark that that's the second S. No, we're PG thirteen now. We're, we're PG thirteen. We're we're moving into our territory. If I give two more, um, so they're going to show a lot. We know yeah. that they always they they like they talk about a few and then they show like a bunch. So do we want to over under on? Like the ones they specifically talk about by title, right? Because this? because I'm not going to sit there and count every single indie game they show in the indie game trailer. I'm just no, gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna. Oh, How about this? Okay, we put a number and whoever's closer. Okay, so Instead whoever's doing over under. Okay, because you try and go over under on those things, I'm gonna go like under well, every time. I'm gonna. So go I'm gonna over. go over. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we could say a hundred. I'd be like, they're doing a hundred and three. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so do you want indie titles they they cover by name? Or do you want to do like total showed in the show in their name. indie trailer? Okay, so by name. name. Right. How many? How many indie games do you think they're talking by name? Oh man, I really want to. I want to go sub twenty, but I know it's going to be above twenty. Ugh, I'm thinking like it's a good like even it, even roundish number. Here's a, here's like, a good question: Is this Price is Right rules like closest without going over, or is it just pure closest? Oh no, it's, it's closest. Okay, so whatever. No, the, price, no price is Right hitting me with like fifteen or sixteen, like yeah. none of that. Because then I'm just saying zero and hoping you go yeah. over. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm thinking. I'm thinking like fifteen. Ross says fifteen. Well, they already did the eleven, so they're not going to show all eleven again. No, because half of them are just they kind of look like something that you would do after doing like a Udemy tutorial. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So no, not to you, to the developers. Uh, I'm like, I'm literally, mine looks the way it looks because I am editing it based on a Udemy tutorial. Um, so Ross is saying 15, I typed 25 and that's not going to age well. Indie games by name. Oh, damn, dude. I oh, I feel like that's kind of high too. The problem, is, the problem is I was going to say 15. So I got to like, now I got to figure <laughs> out, am I going to go 14 or 16? I'm are you going to go 10 or are you going to go 20? I'm saying 14. Oh, your price is right, Amy. Yeah. 14 yeah so i'm basically i'm basically playing so the, the over under is 14 and a half exactly so, so that that's the game i'm playing because it's it's, okay. it's much easier to win in a game of over under all right is there is there anything you want to wager on specifically how many new games that we haven't seen yet oh geez that's a good one Do and it can to- be sony exclusive non-sony exclusive just stuff we have not heard of yet okay so you're going like world, world premiere. premiere yeah exactly yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. exactly okay um world do you want to like go Jeff over Peter under or whatever face is going to show up yeah all right uh i'm gonna go over under yep yeah. but i don't think it's a lot i don't think it's a lot either i don't think it's a lot i want to say 
I want to say four and a half. Four point. Okay. I want to say five and a half, but because I'm thinking five. All right, so you're going over. Yeah. The funny thing is, I'm going under because I think they're going to do three. Thinking Knack makes its illustrious return. Oh, please no. Three. Please no. <laughs> please no. We got we got Killzone. All right, what what Sony IPs have we not heard of for a while? Like Killzone hasn't been in for a while. But those guys are working worked on that at Ghost of Tsushima, didn't they? I thought it was Sucker Punch. Oh, maybe it was Sucker Punch. Crap. I don't know, man. Whatever. Okay, so the last one. The, so all of these, um, the winner gets one container bag thing. Okay. You know, $0.99, cent, $1.50, whatever the basic container is. This next one is like the jumbo bag. Okay, this is the, this is the, the share. The jumbo this bag. This is the share bag. We're each going to make one off-the-cuff prediction about something that's going to happen, be announced, be done during the PlayStation 5. Um, event and if we if we get it right the other person has to get the the big bag the big bag and this is this is a good one because we could both technically win because it's just we're just making a a wild prediction Hmm, a wild prediction i mean it doesn't have to be super wild you have one in mind that's why you made this no i don't i just i love when i love when other people do these for like e3 and stuff so i'm just like screw it let's let's go with a, a wild prediction all right i'm thinking Oh, what's what's like a big thing that they're going to focus on? I think I want to say that there's going to be something super big about like backwards compatibility. Okay, so Ross. Wait, isn't there? No, 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 wait. I think there already is. I think they've already said something about that. I don't want to cheat. Okay, I can I can give you I can give you. Let me do the quick Google. Yeah, do, do the quick Google. Make sure you're not like straight. I think they've, I think they've talked about this already. Yeah, 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 backwards compatibility will cover all PS2, PS3, PS4 games. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that, that's why I thought of that because yeah. it's already a thing. Can't can't do it. Can do it. You, okay. You gotta have a. You gotta have a crazy one. Oh. All right. Dan, you can't think of one. I have one. Okay. So please tell me yours. Okay. We're gonna hear a big announcement about PSVR 2.0. PSVR 2.0. Yeah. PSVR. Or I guess I should word it in a different way. There's gonna be a VR announcement, and not like a game, like a a, a, hard, a VR hardware announcement. There, Sony's either going to talk about their commitment to VR and that there's a PSVR 2.0, like coming or they're going to partner with somebody that already has like a solid vr footprint so do you really think they're going to drop a console that's more expensive than an xbox then also be like hey also we're doing this vr thing that's also going to be an extra thing that's going to cost a lot of money i do yeah because i mean how expect like if you're thinking about vr headsets you know you get valve index which is like a thousand dollars or something mm-hmm. like that and then you have you know oculus rift and all that stuff that's like 500 so you're essentially buying another console if you want to actually compete with pc games mm-hmm Yep. Okay. Big ballers only in the Sony Sony yep. HQ. Yep. <laughs> no pores allowed if you want a PS5. <laughs> yep. Let's go. Christ, man. Wasn't that? Didn't that happen? Um. Oh, that was that was terrible. That was the um the guys out of oh god what are the Wormwood? Did you see that? The guys that make all oh. the like really high end uh like gaming tables and dice and stuff like that. They no. put they put together a list of like dumb advertising things. And then they were going to make a video about it where they were going to um, basically do a YouTube video where they were going to go down and just like scratch all these bad like advertising slogans and ideas. And they put it in a spreadsheet. And apparently the ad agency they were working with thought that meant they were approved. And they literally published one that was like Wormwood um, tabletop supplies for not poor people. <laughs> and that, and like 
it was i felt so bad because like i've met the owner and the owner was like guys i've been poor above my garage starting the, like above my parents garage starting this company like i did th- there was no intention of doing that but anyway when you said that i just laughed because i was like i saw a company actually get in trouble for using using that okay ross with the big ball it takes let's go pretend it's a quarterback and rank it baby let's go no you're all right so you're thinking vr yeah vr 2.0 is coming okay I'm thinking, well, I'm thinking like game related. I'm thinking like something gaming that we haven't seen. Because as much as I want to make a really cool off the cuff thing, I just know it's going to be boring. The whole thing's going to be, hey, we have indie games. Hey, we have PlayStation now. You can stream all these games. Oh, so like they're going to do the backwards compatibility thing. Mm -hmm. And they'd be like, hey, it's backwards compatible. Then they're going to be like, oh, well, the ones that aren't backwards compatible, you can play on PlayStation now. I would. I would love to see them do something where either PlayStation Now or PlayStation Plus is just like the price just sort of gets combined into one another because buying buying a system, paying for online, and then paying for this dumb streaming service that doesn't really work that well. Okay, so you're not, saying not ideal to me. So are you saying PS Now consolidates with? PS well, I'm not Plus. saying that. I, I think they're going to do some. I'm going to think they're going to do something very big pricing related in regards to PlayStation Network. Price. Like they're going to make it more enticing to be on playstation plus okay other than hey here's this really dumb game that you don't care about for free the, my my second if i didn't go with the vr headset um stuff was going to be um something to do with cloud gaming i was gonna because like uh yeah. with with basically xbox x cloud being such a big focus i i kind of feel like yours is yeah. probably a much safer bet than mine because my real gut feeling is that PlayStation is going to do with VR what they did with the Vita and just kind of like let it die a slow and, and painless yeah. death and just let it fade away. But um, we'll see. VR gaming is getting a lot better. Um, so who, maybe they double down because they already have the technology there. But anyway, that's why it's a, a baseless just throw it out there. Guess. It needs some like hardcore market research to yeah. figure out whether or not that's viable because how many people have actually bought a PlayStation now? And use it frequently. And then you got to go to a developer and be like, hey, make a PlayStation VR game. By the way, only 5% of the people that have a PlayStation 4 have bought this. Yeah. And out of that 5%, maybe like 1% of that 5% will actually buy your game. Yeah, because like not to turn this, we'll go into esports news here in a minute. But um, the problem with VR is that you need a pretty strong computer to run it at all. And then like to run it well, you need a very nice headset and a very nice graphics card. So when you start, I've always felt like the PSVR is just a very good, like baby's first VR headset. Yeah. Like it's, it's a great entry to it, but you really, you need like a $3,000 computer and a thousand dollar headset. And that's like when you can really experience VR because even like Tom has, um, the, the Oculus and it's really cool. Um, but I've seen some people playing games in some of those like really high end headsets with the high field of view and like the 4K display and there's no pixel like the screen dooring effect and at all. And I'm like, damn, dude, like that's crazy. So anyway, we, we want it to be the future so bad, but it's so far out there yeah. right now. Yeah, it's we're, we're just so desperate. We've got very good proof of concept. And like you said, we're desperate. Like I've played some stuff that's really promising and I'm like, yeah. damn, man, I really want it to be good. But it's just it's it's so hard. So I just don't feel like any of I don't feel like any of the cloud stuff is viable until fiber becomes just like a standard. Well, the pro- the problem honestly is not it's not the fiber to the demarcation point. It's the fact that we're not running fiber internally. We're still running copper. So like 
until you have fiber everywhere for infrastructure and then you don't change it over to copper and copper is plenty fast but if you want like true like through and through high speed you go fiber to fiber all the way and then you know into the house into the into the modem and then that would be like the best we're gonna get but yeah we're so far off from that though it's yeah it's true and again these they they want to get their their precious cloud gaming but the the, they they want to get the car but the wheels aren't on all the way right and it's just like come on yeah they're like go 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 they're like we partnered with this cloud gaming why don't you partner with google fiber and just like (laughs) help us all get internet that's what i want bro i wanted that google internet so bad and here I am on my Comcast, which I'd like to thank Comcast from the bottom of my heart for the first time on a Sunday, not like rate limiting my internet. Damn, dude. But anyway, I'm interested. Next week will be fun uh, to, to, to see wh- where we are on the old, uh, the old wagers. So anyway. no, no, I just don't. Honestly, I don't think we're going to get anything too crazy. We're going to get the console. We're going we're gonna to get a price. We're going to get a release. Um, are we, we sure about that? I'm I'm pretty sure we'll get like yeah, a release. Sure. Um, we're gonna get some games. Uh, some are gonna be definitely during launch. Some are gonna be in the launch window, air quotes, yeah. which is anywhere twelve months after the system comes out. Yeah. Um, and they're gonna be not very clear about that. And then uh, next Monday, you're gonna be able to go to your retailer and pre-order the system. I think that's like, I think that's the best case. I don't yeah. I don't even have high hopes for that, but I think that's the best case. Do you want, do you want the, I don't want to say the doom and gloom because that's not good, but do you want the, the in Ross's mind, what is going to happen with yes. the, with this? Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to set the stage. We're going to next, well, this Friday coming up, mm-hmm. we're going to have the whole thing. PlayStation is going to be like, okay, well, here's this system. It's $500. Here's knack three kill zone, something uncharted five, where you play as the characters you don't really care about from the older games. Cause whatever. And the, the games are going to be underwhelming and they're going to do like some cinematic trailers for some games that aren't going to come out for three years. And it's going to be, it's going to be like, did you ever see the Metroid prime one? The, the prime four. Yes. Where the whole trailer is just like in deep space and it, it's a whole minute of it zooming out to a four. Yeah. And then that's the Metroid, it. that's the whole trailer. I think we're going to get probably like four or five of those. We're going to get like an unreal five tech demo. And it's like we're not going to see anything and then they're going to you know here's the controller here's you know you, we change the name of the share button to the something else and you get to do this and then uh your the controller can you know it, it can read your your heart rate in your fingertips so when you play resident evil eight ah! and then like the, the game adjusts to the the ai and it sees that you know your heart rate's up so you're the you know the game's gonna get a little bit harder blah, blah, blah. and it's like all this stuff we don't care about it's it's like the wii u thing where Oh, look at all these cool little features and the bells and whistles, but like the games aren't that good. Yeah. I think it's going to be something like that. And then the consoles are going to launch. You're not going to be able to find a couple of them for the first few months, blah, 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 blah. Um, but then when the consoles come out, there's going to be four games. Two of them aren't very good, you know, because you got Knack 3. Knack 3 is not looking too hot again because it's just a tech demo. Ray what tracing. Do you do? Yeah, it's like a ray tracing. And then we're going to have all the. There's going to be like three or four actual PlayStation 5 games. And then there's going to be 10 to 15 Madden NBA 2K just ports from the older consoles. And so it's that's all you got. And then February is going to come along and then we're going to get maybe one or two games. 
and then it's going to be March, April, and then, oh, that game that was supposed to come out in spring got pushed back to the summer, and, oh, that makes sense, because usually games launch in the summer, that June window, that's a big one for games, and it's going to get pushed back to the November, and they're like, yeah, that's super smart, you know, get there for the holidays, that's what we want to see, and then we're just going to be here next year, same time, and it's going to be, wow, hey, they're finally coming out with that trailer for that game that was supposed to launch like a month ago, and then three months ago, and then four months ago, yeah, 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 that, oh, yeah, that one, that they showed the, the, the press conference for the Sony, yeah, I remember that. And then next year, not next time around Christmas time, then we're going to start actually getting like a couple, you know, good games. You know, we get, we get The Last of Us 4 because they skipped three because there was a problem <laughs> over in like the Middle East or something. They don't like the number three. So, you know, we, we actually want Last of Us over there. So we, we changed The Last of Us 4. And then, I don't know, man, like, yeah, it's, I, it's, mean, it's, I need to just be doom and gloom, but I just, the, the console is going to be cool. It's going to come out. It's got some cool stuff. But I mean, it's not. We're not going to see the effects of it. Like we talked about this last time with the Unreal. We're not going to see the effects of it for two, three years. So, I mean, us fist fighting people in a Target parking lot to get our PlayStation 5 launch day. It's like, okay, cool. Can't wait to play Madden 2022 yeah. or whatever it is. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, and it's, it's like, you know, every launch. Of, like, we've seen so many. Sev said it, right? Every console release in history ever. We've lived through all of these. It's the same thing. Every they're always super hopeful and like positive about it, and then it just it's just it's the same thing. It's this it's the same thing every single time. You get your thief, which like looks really promising, but then it's really like an on rails nothing game. And and I remember that one. Uh, what was that one? The eighteen eighty seven game or whatever. Oh, uh, that PS4. game. That game was so cool in concept. Yeah. And then like it was just Gears of War. The game was. So- it, that that was I remember it. that that was in one of the that was one in one of the initial PlayStation Four trailers. This game's coming out in the launch window eventually. Yeah, it came out three years later. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, it's super cool. It's cinematic. Look at the graphics. <sighs> we that should have been my thing. We're gonna get an 1887. The order 1880. We're getting a new one. We're gonna get 1888. Yeah, we're, we're the, that's what it was. The order. Yeah, the order. I I actually got the collector's edition of that. Um. Yeah, I was I was very disappointed. The what statue was dope because it was a werewolf yeah. attacking a guy, but like other than that. But anyway, let's move on to esports, Ross. Esports. I'm a pet sign with 100 thieves. Okay. He's a CS:GO player. He's he's gonna play CS:GO. Coach, Coach whatever. He's a yeah. CS:GO guy. He's he's gonna go over to established EG, NRG, Optic, CLG. You name a top tier esports org, he's been there. Yeah. Now he's going to another top tier esports org that has a lot of money. <laughs> like that's that this but, is how spoiler if esports teams have lots of money they buy good coaches and players yeah so the end. The end. That's people it. getting paid is good yeah get get paid i want to get paid you hear me paul you hear me paul anyway dignitas picks up Daradoc. you said this was a funny one so i'm gonna let you this is okay this is a funny one because team solo mid is just in how do i say this they've made a couple oopsies over the last like couple months one of them we talked about it was when they signed um, Double Lift. Mm-hmm. They traded for Double Lift from Team Liquid. Double Lift is dating the president of TSM. Yeah, Lena or whatever her name is. I don't know if she's like the actual president, 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 but she's like way up there. Um, and the the Dardock thing is funny because again, conflict of interest. Double Lift and this girl are living together, and he's streaming, and th- she was talking about the Dardock guy like on the phone. And her words were, I forget the actual quote, like word for word, but it was like, I'm trying, nobody wants Dardock. And basically said like, I'm trying to trade, but nobody wants it. And just like tanked his value, right? Yeah. So they released this guy and promote their academy 
player or whatever. So they they're the the triple A guy. They they called up the guy to the big leagues. And then this Dardot guy gets released and then just immediately gets signed by a team. So because she was like very dumb and just said all this stuff accidentally on a guy's stream, and then the uh, like the actual smart org was like, hmm, why am I gonna bid against myself if nobody wants him? I'm just gonna wait till he gets yeah. the release and then I'm gonna sign him. <laughs> like that's kind of like sports 101 stuff because we're yeah. like we think about that and we're like, no, no owner is gonna be like, man, I, I'm trying to trade this guy, but <laughs> nobody wants him. He sucks. Like, what do you mean? That's hilarious. Yeah, I actually I had um, my buddy had messaged me about that story and he, he was like, can you believe this? The president of his org is tanking his value on stream yeah. like right now. Um, yeah, that's hilarious, though. That's oh God. Esports is such a mess, man. Yeah. So there's like a whole mess like TSM had to come out and be like, yeah, well, there's no conflict of interest between Double Left and Lena because, you know, they're they're removed enough from the situation. But apparently they, you know, they live together. So not very removed because she's she's doing actual like TSM work, trying to trade people in the same room while Double Lift is streaming. And, you know, the noise gate's not in the, <laughs> in the right spot. You know, <laughs> the uh, the excuse she had was that Double Lift switched PCs and OBS was set to like the default settings so the noise gate wasn't altered which is kind of like well, if you're going to stream i feel like that's sort of the first thing you're you know yeah, you get your settings yeah like if you're on a new computer you you download OBS and you you set up your little scenes and you're like okay here's my webcam i'm going to put it here and oh here's my mic oh, i'm going to adjust my noise gate that's like the first thing you do right yeah. so she's like yeah it was a new pc and he didn't you know mess up the noise gate so i'm going to sit in the same room and be like hey this guy sucks <laughs> I'm trying to trade for him, but his team, like, he just sucks. No one wants him. And it's funny because there's a clip going around from like a week prior to that, and he's like, "Babe, the chat can hear you." <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Because he knew the noise gate was messed up and still didn't fix it. Oh man, that's so funny. That's so funny. How yeah. many viewers do you have again? We get to talk about TSM again, by the way. Oh, do we? When? And uh, the next topic. Oh, it's nin- Ninja. Ninja yeah, hosting Fortnite. So Ninja's hosting Fortnite tournaments. Let's talk about TSM again. Okay, well, Ninja hosted a Fortnite tournament, and this is important because it was invite only. Mm-hmm. So the 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 stack of Toaster Strudel fourteen and Neutral Green Bar fifty seven they couldn't they couldn't make it in the open qualifiers like they usually do. So it was invite only. Actual esports players, not just some random fourteen year old kid. Um, but the the main news of this is that a player called TSM Zexro, or I, I can't pronounce his name. It's like a weird thing. Ze- like Zexro, I think. Again, I don't care because it's Fortnite. <laughs> Battle Royale games aren't actually esports. You know, don't at me. I don't care. Fortnite, Player Unknown Battlegrounds, Apex Legends. Like, these aren't actually esports. Please stop trying to make an esport. Play an actual esport game. Um, Ross, but, the, the heat. Yeah, Ninja's hosting his own tournament for it because... The actual normal esports league or whatever, like they don't they they don't like it for whatever reason. But yeah, so this TSM guy won with his stack of two friends, and they go to interview him. And I'll give him credit; he didn't say the epic gamer word. Oh jeez! But he, you know, he said, you know, all these people could s my d and f them. They're a bunch of brain dead f's and blah blah blah. So Ninja Ninja's a pretty you know family friendly guy. You know, hey guys, I'm hosting a Fortnite tournament. Let's go interview the winners. Yo, F these dudes. They can ask my team. They're a bunch of brain dead losers. Yeah. That's Ninja did like he he was really smart. Um 
in staying relevant and in growing his audience in that he made that decision to go family friendly for a game that mostly kids were playing. You know what I mean? Like that was from a business standpoint, like that, that was a really smart move for him. Um, but yeah, that's hilarious that you can't, you can't do that. (laughs) You you know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't go on this guy who's got a family friendly image in general and go on his thing and just start, you know, doing everything, but the Epic game award. It doesn't make sense. Like I said, it's, you know, I'll give him credit. Didn't say the N word. Fortnite leaps and bounds we're improving as a society now (laughs) isn't that terrible that that's like the that's the bar it's like did you have somebody pop off in your esport and use the n-word like use a racial slur did oh they didn't oh good good that's good that's like that's so bad man it's so bad yeah i know we don't have like an after show but i'm gonna give you this link okay and you can like mute no you can like mute your sound i think and just like it's it's like 20 seconds i ain't muting ish bro well there's cursing okay i'm gonna i'm gonna mute my mic and listen to this real quick well well, you can't well you muting your mic doesn't affect the the like the computer sound that's coming when you're streaming it oh you're right all right yeah yeah, give give me two seconds to mute everything i'm gonna i'm gonna watch this there's gonna be a weird pause in the audio podcast that i'll I'll clip out that i will clip well yeah you can clip this part out and then then for the actual twitch stream they can hear it live no no sensors we're muting it all right bro Bro, even the people interviewing him were like, whoa, okay, that's that, I guess. Thank you, thank you for representing professional team, professional esports organization team solo mid. Wow, that's insane. Okay, anyway, that was good. Thank you. Thank you for the lulls. Anybody can go find that clip anywhere you want. It was, it was very, it's so funny because it started so like, he was like, yeah, yeah, thanks. Anyway, uh, basically they can all, uh, I was like, what? <laughs> I want to thank my mom and God, and by the way, F these kids. Exactly. Wow. All right. On to some Valorant. Actually, the end of the show is three Valorant topics in a row. It's Valorant, Valorant, Valorant. Valorant sucks. That's the whole show. Boom. Good day. We had a good time. Let it rip. Okay. What what do you actually want to talk about? We got a new Valorant agent coming. (sighs) She's got some cool stuff. I mean, I'm, we don't know the exact, exact, exact thing. We don't know, like, timers and how much it costs. So I don't want to be like, man, no. this character seems kind of busted. So anyway, the here here is what is rumored, big rumors. Okay, it's Reina. She's from Mexico. She's got which is cool because the new map is also Mexico, right? You said Are you, you're muted. Finally, a new map. Oh, okay, your noise gate didn't pick up your yes. You're good. Okay. All right. Um. So apparently, allegedly, her passive is that eliminated em- enemies <laughs> enemies will leave an orb upon death. She can collect okay. the orbs to heal to maximum health for three seconds. She can collect an orb to become invulnerable for a short period of time. If she combines this with her alt, it will make her invisible. That's So that's her Q and then her E, respectively. Her C will be she launches an orb that remains out for a few seconds. Enemies in her field of vision are blinded. And then her ultimate mm-hmm. will increase her rate of fire, reduce her recharge time, and allow her to use her skills faster. And uh, this is why everyone went back to Counter-Strike in their respective game. Yeah, I mean, Summit said it, right? That he thinks that ultimately the champions, the agents, are what's going to kill yeah. the game. So um, so that's that. I don't want to, you know, Ross has been very vocal about his not having fun with Valorant. I haven't played Valorant since Ross stopped playing Valorant. Um, <laughs> my friends haven't played Valorant since Ross started, uh, stopped playing Valorant. So I think we're all in agreement here that Valorant is uh, it's, it's not, not fun. That, not that fun. So... Um, f- so anyway, she's supposed to launch it. She's supposed to launch at launch. Whoa, double launch. Twitch 
So all three of these kind of tie together, right? So we have this new Valorant agent. She's supposed to come out at launch. Valorant did a lot of work with Twitch through the entire beta period, including yeah. doing the key drops, the Twitch, um, what do you call it? The Twitch rivals streams, the competitions, all that stuff. So these three tie together. She's coming out at launch. Valorant has again partnered with Twitch to do a Twitch rivals tournament or series of tournaments at launch to promote the game launch. Um, which is important because Valorant has steadily been dropping down the Twitch viewership hours, right? So these three things all kind of all tie together. It, Riot is putting a lot of money into Twitch and their influencers, right? To make people have to see this game and put it in front of them. Um, and every time the money dries up and these influencers stop or Twitch stops, you can watch the viewership drop. Right, which I think gives us a pretty honest opinion of where this game's gonna end up in the grand scheme of things. It's gonna be really hot up front because the marketing's gonna be awesome. And then, you know, people are gonna drop off and it's gonna become a smaller sub community in esports. Even though they're trying to become the hot new esport, I just don't think, you know, they'll be hot for now for a while, but I don't think they're gonna have that staying power. Um, and you can see it. You can just see the amount they're relying on influencers and Twitch and money to push this in front of people. Um, I'm not faulting them for it. It's smart. They they've got the money. They got they got all of China's money behind them. You know, <laughs> go ahead and do it. Um, yeah. But it's just it's it's really ultimately it's kind of false. Viewers. I feel like it's disingenuous to say like oh the views are dropping because it's not really a story. It's more like the it, it's more like the viewers are just like normalizing. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. The the right way to say it is that in the top ten they are steadily losing places in the top 10 of the most average viewed, um, which again is a, a little disingenuous in that just chatting is the highest viewed category, but just chatting is literally anything. It's absolutely, but it's anything. The NASA launch, the SpaceX NASA launch was just chatting. Yeah. Right. Like it's anything. So it, it, it's hard, but like you said, it is, it's not, I'm not saying it's news is it was just an interesting stat. And we've talked about it. A lot of what had them so high on that list anyway, was the newness of it and the drops and the influence. <laughs> people had like a hundred accounts yeah. on Twitch trying to get keys. That's why. Exactly. And you had influencers like summit and Nate and, um, Pokimane and all these people, everybody, Tim, the Tatman, like everybody. If you, if you're, a, if you were a Twitch partner, you were getting paid to play Valorant for that first week. Yeah, it just it is what it is. So I'm uh, sure there's people that were genuinely interested yeah. in it. Like, like when you say it like that, you're just like, all oh, these people are just getting paid to play this game and they wouldn't play it otherwise. Oh, no, I'm, I'm that's that's not. Look, I'm sure people like Summit, who was a CSGO pro, was interested in playing the game and also got paid to play it. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to make it sound like they would be nowhere near the game if they weren't getting paid. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that's interesting. And. We talked a little bit about this too, but like, I hate Twitch rivals. I hate this whole like Twitch is trying to become the only source of gaming anything. Well, the, no, 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 that's not the problem. No, that's Twitch my rivals. problem with them. That's my problem with They're them. They're not trying to become the preeminent esports thing. Yes, they like, are. If, no, if, the, if, the Twitch rivals thing is just like a bunch of community players. Like, they don't, like, there's a couple pro players now and then, but they don't actually, if, if they actually did what you're saying, they would actually do things like have actual teams playing against each other. Yeah, no, what I'm saying is what it's not like the preeminent esports thing. They're trying to become like a central unit for all things video gaming in that like there's Twitch Rivals is expanding into trying to bring in news coverage. They're trying to bring in um, 
community events. They're trying to bring in pro, like they're trying to bring in more. Like they're trying to grow Twitch rivals to become, I hate to say it, but like what I was reading in a business um, article was basically they want to slowly turn Twitch rivals into a community driven like ESPN of gaming, which like I like Twitch as a platform and I don't mind the rivals thing with like highlighting or showcasing community members. I just don't need Amazon owning another portion of my life. Is <laughs> ultimately what, like what it comes. I don't to. think that's gonna be the case, man. Because the Twitch Travels thing, they're just like little tournaments with streamers they put on now and then, and then yeah, they have people like covering it and stuff like that. But I mean, those people are usually in the community anyways. Yeah, like the Rainbow Six one. It's like all the people commentating on it are just the the same casters that ESL has. Like, it's just the same people. Yeah, and this Twitch Rivals tournament, and, and like, just to bring it, loop it back in, because my problems aren't related <clears throat> exclusively to this, right, is that um, my problems with Twitch Rivals is what their future business might look like. This Twitch Rivals tournament around Valorant is exactly what you're talking about, right? It's getting big content creators to play in a tournament on the Twitch Rivals channel to, to put eyes on it. That's ultimately what this marketing deal is. Like that, yeah, that, that, that's what the partnership is. So I think you're, I think you're doing the, you're doing like the 5g causes like brain damage thing. And it's like, okay, Dan, like it's just a tournament. No, I'm it's, my problem. Isn't with this tournament. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but like you, your point is like, you're going way far down the line. It's like, okay, well, my, it's not relevant right my point is when I looked into the switch rivals tournament, I ended up down a rabbit hole of business articles where I was reading about the future of Twitch rivals, which I don't, I don't like the direction they're going. Okay. I don't really, I don't care. I don't go on Twitch Rivals and watch these community tournaments. Um, it, it, it is what it is. Like, my, my, I didn't know about this entire, like, future of Twitch Rivals until today. Yeah, so, I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I do. I don't, I, don't, I don't want my Amazon. I don't. Amazon is giving me brain control, mind wave, flat earth, you know? Um. I, I just I just hate it because I don't care about like any of the people that play in it usually like yeah. I want to see actual teams like I, I, I hate the thing I hate the times where they do casual stuff in a competitive atmosphere like that's just it doesn't appeal to me as a as an esports fan yeah it's it's you know what it is it's um it's what we were talking about last week it's like if we try you know if we try to spin off our beer league softball as some pro event right like if ESPN aired us playing beer league softball on a Saturday yeah, that that's what like Twitch Rivals kind of is to to an esports fan. There's plenty of people that just want to watch the content creators play, and they're fine with that. Right? Yeah, go to YouTube, but go to uh, YouTube. We don't want you here. <laughs> get lost, get lost. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. So I thought that was all interesting. Valorant's going to be in the news a lot in the esports stuff, regardless. For a while, it's just it's everything else. I I saw your your tweet about Rainbow Six and how everybody's watching like a charity tournament thing and like there's just nothing people are starved for like real esport content i was reading another yeah, article we haven't, we haven't got anything since like march yeah like march early march no 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 february because that's when the invitation was yeah and i've been reading a lot of stuff like when i was down that rabbit hole on the twitch rivals becoming espn of, of the gaming world i was also <laughs> came across um Look, man, I trust the analysts. Go back to my rant about how I don't trust the analysts, and I trust the analysts. Um, but the the one article that I happened upon during that research that was pretty interesting was the whole knock-on effect of esports going 
from land to land, which we kind of talked about and how it's like, it's, it's keeping esports alive for now, but it's also, it's causing some other issues. Um, and basically most people can't wait to get back to lands, which makes yeah, sense. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is what it is, but we're, you know, content's going to be a little light until they can get back to that because it's just going to be different content and whatnot. So, so until Valorant drops the Valorant league, I just don't care. And honestly, I probably won't care that much. Then, no, except, except, except for my boys. My you'll old... care when someone says the N-word and we have to talk about it. <laughs> exactly. That's when you'll care about Valorant. Or, or when our TSM old man league, old man team, wins a league match. Oh, God, yeah. And we'll be able to come back and be like, 30-year-old gamers can game, bro. We got this. We're the best. Valorant. Valorant. All right, Ross. We're not going to miss it. We're not going to forget it. This one's been long. We've had a lot of opinions on not a lot of topics, especially how Twitch Rivals is going to become ESPN. Of a game. lot of uninformed opinions. I, I will send you the article at, mm-hmm. after, after this um, from Esports Insider. So the, uh, the last bit that we have to go over is what, what have you been playing, buddy? You already, you, you already showed it. You already showed it, but let's... Then I'll play Chronicles Definitive Edition. <laughs> is it good? Yeah, it's really good. Awesome. A, lot of, a lot of cool... What, what's, what's it called? The, 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 the Better Life Changes? What, what's it called? Quality the, the of Life. Quality of Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, lots of cool quality of life changes. I didn't realize that they actually did like a whole new soundtrack too, and you can switch between the two of them. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. You can go yeah. classic or, or modern. That's yeah, dope. that's pretty cool. cool. And it looks great. Again, it's a, it's, a, it's a game that people loved enough to petition to Nintendo to bring it to America, and then GameStop screwed it over because GameStop sucks. Mm-hmm. And then they put it on a console that no one cares about in the new 3DS. And then we resorted to playing it on Dolphin with a HD texture pack that fans made because, again, fans love the game so much. And now we finally get it on a real actual console. So it's great. It's a long, long time coming, baby. Yeah. That's where it's at. Um, good. I have, I have nothing really new to report on my end. I was, I was going to play a dope Warhammer game, but then... <laughs> you played Terraria for the first I time. I did. I played Terraria. That was cool. Um, I played some Warzone. That was fun. And I finally played the BR mode. Um, that was kind of cool. Uh, I've been playing a lot of racing games. I've been back on man eater, been enjoying that a lot. Um, but the, the, the real loss of this last week was I was going to play Warhammer 40 K inquisitor, uh, martyr, which is like a Diablo esque, uh, game in the Warhammer 40 K universe, which is a cool universe that I like a lot. And I was going to play with that, uh, play that with Tom and Josh and we loaded up everything and you're supposed to be able to play co-op. And we, um, we, we made our, our super cool Neocore account so we could co-op and then it wouldn't let us link each other. And then the game was like, oh yeah, if you want to play co-op, you got to do 70 hours worth of tutorial to play co-op. What do you, what do you, what do you mean you bought this game that said co-op ready while it's on sale and try to play it with your friends? You can't do that. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go run through. You're going to give them the negative review and refund it and say, no, I'm disingenuous. Can't actually play co-op. No, I'm going to go through and I'm going to, I'm going to do the right thing and I'm going to play the tutorial and then I'm going to play co-op with with my friends so okay we'll, we'll do that so hey another one in the books my friend another one in the books mm-hmm. we've survived three months of podcasts an entire pandemic it's been great well i haven't survived that yet no me, me either um, that, that just got into my family so see me in like two weeks same same exactly damn man this podcast is cursed yeah anybody on this podcast their family catches the covid so um wishing well to all those people and hope hoping those those folks get through it fast and and with very little little effect, but um, it'll, it'll be tough. Um, yeah. So anyway, if you've been watching, 
Come back next week. We've got uh, Bennett and Nick from Bomb Shelter Games coming on to be interviewed. They're artist and writer for an upcoming indie title called Depths of Sanity, which I quite enjoyed playing the demo of. And they will have a new demo actually coming out shortly after, uh, after our conversation next Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern. If you're listening, uh, we are live uh, on Sundays. Come and join us on Twitch. And, uh, you know, go add us, subscribe us, like Say us. Hi on Twitch. Five-star us. Do all that stuff. We, we've had a lively chat room this week. Um, yeah, we haven't had a- Spoiler, we don't talk to the chat during the podcast. Get lost, losers. Just kidding. We talk oh, after the Paul and Josh. Yeah, it's it, we, that's we, not lively. No, it is. We had we had Zeebs in there. We had we had a few other people. We had we had some folks. We had Mr. Tennis Balls. We we had some we had some folks talking. We had some we had crabs. We had we had lots of lots of cool folks. Lots of cool folks in there. Now. We we appreciate y'all. We don't we you know, if only I actually read the chat. We don't have time to talk during the chat, unfortunately. To the chat during the uh, the podcast. So anyway, we appreciate you. We'll see you for episodes thirteen and fourteen probably, because if we're gonna have that Sony release on Friday, we're gonna end up doing two podcasts, one news and one interview. So get ready. To do some uh, to do some hard work, but um, we're we're not doing an after show today. I have to drive to Best Buy and pick up a TV, um, and then you know that's that. So, oh, I did have one last thing for you. Now that we're on hour two of the podcast, did you see that Phase Clan is looking for their newest players and content creators? Ross, you can phase up, dude. Show them your sick Rainbow Six skills. Up. You can phase up, baby. I'll, I'll learn how to use Lightworks today. Yeah, get in there. You can be a content creator, YouTuber. Well, I saw that tweet, actually, because he said, like, I'm always hiring for content creators. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm never not hiring content creators. So if you're cool. Get in there, Ross. That's you. Phase up. All right. All right. So big preach. Love everyone. We will talk to you twice next week.